What are you anticipating seeing, you know, amongst the New Zealand teams, given you've, you've given all that about the All Blacks? Oh, just so many good young players, mate. I don't know how you do it there. Oh, I do, because you've got three of the biggest uh, academies in the world. Fiji, Samara and Tonga. They're not bad. We were waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Another drop kickoff podcast. This one's really quick. It's only me and Nathan tonight, and of course, we're going to talk about the squad announcement. Nathan, where I'm going to cut down to three or to one from three, and we're both going to say a player's name and see if we get Alakdakta the biggest name out of this, and see if we got the same name. All right. Wait, hey, mate, wait, wait, wait. Someone in the squad or someone has been left out of the squad? Whatever, in or out. Yeah. Uh, you reckon? You like it? Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Three. Two, one, Skelton. Tolo. Ah! Oh. <laughs> if you were, I'm sorry, if out of everyone was going to pick Tolo, it was you. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You just um, let me down there. All right, here's a question for you. If Tolo was in this squad, would he be the biggest, like the most controversial uh, player yeah. in or out of the squad? As weird as it sounds, probably not. <laughs> given, given, given how like weak hooker is, but God, uh, like where do we start? Holy shit! Okay. Oh, yeah. Where do we start? Exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I, look, I don't really want to read out the squad because that'd be very boring. But I guess we can just kind of elaborate on who got in, who didn't, by position. Um, but Nathan, where do you want to start? Uh, let's go, Will Scotland. Uh, you, you know, you brought the name up. Um, captain definitely Will the, the largest captain we've ever seen in our life. Like. <laughs> This is is it, this might just be intimidation from Eddie. Just send, you know, know that you we might be playing. You know, I don't know. A, a t- you have, imagine you have a scrum half captain and you're sending out Will Skelton just to line up for him for the coin toss. Yeah, like yeah. that is intimidation factor. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting choice. Um, Will Skelton has captained once in his life. It was an Australian 15s game against the French Barbarians, which they've lost. But it really feels like he's. I think the joy of the World Cup is you don't need to hear from Will that often. Like when they go, when he goes up for media, he'll go up at the same time as Eddie. So I think Eddie knows every question's coming to him, and Will will cop one or two. And so he, Eddie actually, loves that. Oh, he so. loves that. And but so what I'm trying to say there is you don't actually need someone who's you know going to be a fantastic speaker and someone that's really going to kind of send that message to the public. You want Eddie for that. What Will Skelton brings is a winning attitude and a winning culture from his time in La Rochelle. He brings a understanding of how to get the best out of players and also probably represents the growing trend of, of the Wallabies, which is a lean towards players with a Pacific Islander background. So I, I, now that I think about it more, I, I, you know, my first thought was, what is Eddie doing? But he might be cooking something up pretty special there. Yeah, uh, it's not the craziest captain choice. Um, to be honest, it's also um, given that Hooper, there's another name, uh, Michael Hooper, in this case, is not in the team. And, you know, uh, James Slipper, you can't even probably say he's a first choice um, prop. Um, it's not a bet, it's not a crazy decision. It actually kind of makes a lot of sense in many ways. Um, and I guess, like you said, like he's won everything. So it's it's a smart choice. I think um, it was it, just speaking about captains. Were any talk about co-captains or vice captains or anything like that? No, nothing really came up. I, it wouldn't have surprised me to see um, him share with Tate, but it probably tells you 
um, that he's kind of fighting his bat, fighting his hand with Nick White to really um, solidify his spot in the starting side. So I think it's just a case of who's probably the first player picked by Eddie Jones at this point, and it, it'll be Will Skelton. So keep making captain and see what he can do with it. Yeah, and, and Tate is vice captain. I'm um, just looking yeah, correct. here. Um, yeah, that's great. Like, uh, I guess uh, Nick mentioned on our last pod that Tate really looked like a leader on the field. He's only 25. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a good choice too. Um, all right, Hooper, I guess I, I mentioned him before. <laughs> um, Hooper, yeah, that's Michael a weird Hooper. one. Hooper's a weird one. So, he, you know, Eddie's essentially said he could be fit for the France game, but they're not sure if he would be. So, you know, to avoid any of the hassle of Willie or Woney play, Eddie's basically put a line through him, which is mm-hmm. a bold... It's one of those ones. I would understand it if Max Jorgensen wasn't picked or Samu Karevi wasn't picked. But it does almost feel like one rule for one, one run rule for another. I think if this was Michael Herper of two years ago, he would have been picked 100%. But I think Eddie might have just seen how he got bumped off a couple of times in South Africa and has got a little bit of kind of hesitance about picking him, which is a real shame because... That's not how Michael Hooper's test career should end. You know, as one of the best players in Australian rugby's ever seen, to have, to have end with A, without a home farewell, and B, in a loss like that against South Africa, truly sucks. Yeah. Um, do you think, look, if there's an injury, so we discussed the injury rules in our last pod, which is basically, look, you pick this team, if someone gets injured, you can kind of rule them out, but they can't come back into the squad, but you can pick a replacement. If, if if someone got injured, do you think Michael Hooper would be first on the um uh, I mean, it, first on the list back? It depends on what position goes down, but I can absolutely say well when that happens. And reality is, this is Eddie Jones talking about this. There could be one or two more curveballs on this way. Like you, the name a team now, but it doesn't have to be locked into. I think around the twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Mm. So the reality is, like someone could go down that French warm up and instantly Hooper's back in. So. I wouldn't rule out the dream comeback from coming from happening. You know, if with a calf injury, if you get it right within a month or so, and the play goes down, why wouldn't you go? Hey, hey, Michael, we're going to come over, have the one last chance at the Wallabies potentially before you go to sevens or wherever, and give yeah. it a proper farewell. Yeah, um, it's always hard, kind of handling those departures of those guys. Remember, like Ricky Ponning, you know, David Warner, just for cricket. They kind of stayed around for a bit too long, um, especially Warner. But uh, it's a bit hard to handle these kind of how to get these guys out the door. Um, but sorry, let's just talk about, I guess, the, the the back five of the scrum. So we talk about locks. No surprises there. You mentioned before um, that Matt Phillip might not make it. Yeah, I was kind it. of, I would have, I, in, just by the way, sort of, he's used Jed Holloway in the past. I thought Jed would have been a, I option preferred over um, Matt Phillip, but I mean, I'm a big Matt Phillip fan. Anyone who's listened to this pod for a while knows that. I think he gets yeah, through a lot of he gets through a lot of the dirty work that you don't see. So I I quite like that the, the group of four with Tom Hooper and Rob Liotta as you know extra coverage if you need mm-hmm. it. So yeah, uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to Tom Hooper playing a bloody you know. <laughs> He's he's been a uh, fine in the last couple of games, last three games. He's only got three caps. Um, and and his, his form is great. I was just going to say his form is probably the reason why Jed's found himself out of the squad. Like he's basically a, a younger Jed Holloway that's come through and really made an impact. 
Yeah, and I think that's another thing. My friend texted me and said, I can't believe Holloway's, Holloway's out. But of all the people who didn't get cut, um, I think Holloway, you know, it's just the, the the fact that there's a lot of people in the form, except for maybe Rob Leota. Um I mean, I'm not surprised he made the squad, but yeah, he's just, I don't know. I'm not sure he'll last that long. But again, as we said, if he, if he gets injured, you can take him out easily. Um, where else? Where else next? Like, of course, Cooper. So we've got one. <laughs> one fly half, um, which is Carter Gordon. Well, one and a half because we've got uh, uh, Ben Donaldson, twenty-three-year-old uh, with two caps. Um, okay, how do we deal with this? This is such a bold decision. This might be the, the boldest move of them all. Um, I like. I understand Quaid wasn't playing the best in the Blesso series. You know, if you want to be cruel about it, he's almost the reason why we were. Not only was he was the reason why we leveled it up, but maybe the reason why we lost it with that drop ball. But to go in basically saying, Carter Gordon, you have to play 80 minutes, or essentially handcuffing Ben Donaldson to that 23, God, that's a, that's a risk. And if, you know, if, one, if, say, Carter goes down with a concussion or something, like a two-week injury, you're all of a sudden telling Ben Donaldson, who isn't in the best of form, You've got to be our tender start at a at the test level, and I mean, he showed it against Wales; he can do it. But that's that feels like it was an eternity ago. Well, like yeah, it was twelve months ago, which is. <laughs> I mean, did anyone see him play for the Waratahs? Did he have one good game for the Waratahs this year? And well, he's gone to the four, so maybe that's a money thing. But you know, even the yeah, Waratahs couldn't didn't want him or couldn't keep him. It's such a risk. It's such a risk to go in like this. And you're essentially saying if, if someone gets injured, if, if Carter goes down, you've got to basically pull him out straight, pull him out of the squad, or you've, you've essentially thrown Ben Donson into a scenario when he's low on confidence and telling him he needs to play brilliant. So, I mean, look, this, this kind of typifies the squad for me. It is, feels like a, an all or nothing move, you know. Eddie's gone to the casino and he's put it all on black. And realistically, this could come up trumps. Carter, you might not need an extra 10. Carter could play every single minute and be great. But, God, you just don't know it. You just don't yeah. know at this stage. I, 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 so that, that gambling analogy, I saw Ian Payton's article where he, he said that it's mortgaging the house and putting all the money on, um, yeah, red or black on the roulette. But I think it's more calculated than that. Obviously, the team is very, very young. Um, he's also picked Max Jorgensen, um, although that's, for me, not a completely stupid pick. Um, it's always great to take a young'un um, yeah. on tour just to get him in that uh, kind of vibe. Um, I think as well, like, his form showed that he, he deserved it. And yeah, if, yeah. If you looked at any squad that he was naming, Max was always there as, like, a not-considered-due-to injury. So if he's back in the next – I think he's supposed to be back in the next – two or three weeks, you know, he could re- realistically come on against a, a Georgia or, or a Portugal, as you say, as that younger player, you know, what Pattaya did um, four years ago. And, I mean, look where he is now. Yeah, totally. Exactly. That's a, that's a great point. Um, <laughs> but uh, even speaking of that, I can see just looking at the squad list here, you've got Vunivalu. Um, and <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be harsh, Goodness but me. dead weight comes to mind. Uh, poor guy. Like, please, if Sully, if you're someone listening to this and not read any of the comments, please don't, mate. Like, I, I generally feel sorry for the bloke. Like, all he's done is, just, like, he's tried his best. He hasn't really kind of hit the form that's been expected of him as a 
as a convert. He's copped so much shit for it. And, like, I'm not going to say most of it isn't unwarranted. The way, I mean, the way he played against South Africa, he showed he just was a step behind. Mm. But, goodness me, Eddie must see something in him. Or Eddie must have something cooking. Like, that it's something. Uh, the, the see him, that he can see him. He's the prodigal son. Um, but to think that Marky Mark comes in and it, it plays twice, three times as good as uh, Vunivalu must be... Uh, Man, it's like, you know, when you go away for work and the person who covered for you, there's no complaints. You know, you want people to complain about the people who yeah. covered for you, you know? That's like, yeah. But it's oh. also that thing as well. If he goes down, if like a Kellaway or a Markey goes down, you're then basically saying, you're either having to move Bataille from the centres to the wing, or you're saying it's between a Vinavala who's shown that he showed on his first start that he wasn't really up to it, or an 18-year-old who's played like 10 games and coming off a major MCL injury. It's a tough position to put yourself in, but it feels like Eddie's just, and this is another backs of the wall, a decision where he'll come out just fighting or trying to get this wall beside fighting. So it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, totally it's, expecting Christy Doran to ask a question about it. Um, <laughs> so he can just slap him to, back. And... I don't think he did tonight from memory. I would say in terms of context, um, we're recording this pod about an hour after Eddie's gone up to the media. So there'll be more, more stuff coming out probably after, by the time this comes out, but yeah, it's a it's an interesting position to be in. Um, okay, so just as hypothetical, while we're talking about this, let's say Carter Gordon uh, goes down before the game, and Ben Donaldson has to start at fly half, and then he gets injured ten minutes in, um, kind of like what happened on the the last weekend with the hookers. Who's playing fly half? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very good question. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, my honest answer is I don't know. Um, Nick White maybe plays 10? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You have two, two uh, scrum halves. <laughs> I think that's the option. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it's Bataille, real, maybe? Bataille, maybe at a stretch, but it's a Samu. real predicament. Sami's gotten better as a ball carrier, but he, I wouldn't want playing 10. Um, yeah, yeah, no I, ball would go out to even the centers. It would just be run up all the time. <laughs> See the run <laughs> straight challenge just put in action. That would be it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, honestly, if we're in a real situation, if both tens go down, or maybe Kellaway. Kellaway's a decent yeah. enough. Isn't Kellaway a bit small, though? For a 10, it's not that. I don't know. It's just it's rugby small, you know? They it's all look small. I think Valentini looks small, and then that the photo with um, Albanese today holding up the jersey, and he was about a foot taller than anyone else in the photo. And I think Nick White was also in that photo. So you know, it's rugby small. Yeah, it's rugby. I That's think George Regan's five eleven. Kelly's about Kelly's about six two. So right, okay, so it's rugby small. small. Yeah, yeah, rugby small. Um, any other kind of um, comments on this? Oh, extra training members. So Tom Lambert, James O'Connor, and Falau Fanger. I actually just saw that. I didn't know that. Um, James O'Connor, that's good to hear. Uh, no Reese Hodge. Anyway, we can let's talk about who's in the squad and talk about who's out of the squad. Um, any any others, Nathan? I mean, I think that's the main ones we've covered. Um, Isaac finds Lily Wasa is a great oh, yeah. kind of falter. For those who didn't watch his back end of the season before, he was unreal. And 
like coming off the bench um, for Australia A, nearly won them that game. I mean, it was interesting. It really just feels like this this versatility versatility chat. Like he can play nine. He's been thrown on the wing in certain situations. Um, I think Eddie mentioned as well that he, you know he likes bring out being able to bring on a scrum half that can all of a sudden um, defend like a back row if you need it. It's it's just kind of versatility is king, and one of those ones where you feel like he's kind of spoke about those last five players in the squad wanting that versatility and some that's not going to kick rocks or you know keep the energy high. And this kind of feels like what he's going with with finds level Wasa here. So I mean, it's just reward, but yeah, I was surprised you wouldn't go with the Ryan Lonigan. I I feel for Ryan Lonigan. He's been in like how many Wallaby squads without a debut? Like Jesus Christ, just give the kid at least a game. Yeah, look, I'm not angry about this. I think, yeah, you could be sad about Ryan Lonergan, but, you know, Isaac finds Lila Wassa played for the force and still made his way in. And <laughs> that sounds really harsh, but, you know, um, he was playing that well in a team that wasn't that good, um, as opposed to Ryan Lonergan playing for the best Australian team. So I think, and behind Nick White as well, who, as we all know, loves to coach. So I think that's great. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, I've seen the people complain about that, you know, from the Ryan Lonergan perspective. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, actually, just talking about the Brumbies and Brumbies who missed out. I guess we can just – let's get into that. People missed out. Um, I uh, Where's Noah Lalela CEO? Um, France. Uh, France. Uh, so is that why he can't be picked or – No, like he – that just shows how far down the radar he is in Eddie's eyes. Like, even for Australia A, he wasn't considered. Um, I think Deborah Sini got brought into camp before he did. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just someone that's really kind of fallen off, um, not the radar, but the eyes of selectors. They're just, they're so, it's one of those things. Dave Rennie didn't like him. Eddie Jones doesn't like him in terms of, like, like him enough to select him in squads. So it must be something in his game that's just not translating. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of sad and cruel that he got all those spots, but I guess that was before they realised I could recall Quade Cooper and Foley. Um, and literally, I think because he went down with a concussion. In, was it, went down with, he went down with some injury. Oh, no, sorry, no. He was indifferent in the um, but in that 21 Bledisloe, and then I think got concussed in 22. Mm. And that's when, I think that's when Foley came in and had a great game. And Eddie had Eddie had Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah. So who actually? So after Cooper, who would you say is the next fly half? Do I say the next fly? Foley? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like. I mean, I'm fine with Foley. I think Foley's just got a bad rap from the checker sticking with him too much. Yeah, Foley uh, just cops it because yeah, because we'd lost a couple of times under him. Like he's like led the point scoring in Japan this year. Um, again, was average for Australia, eh? But Again, shown that that was an outlier. <laughs> I mean, it's so hard to be average with Australia, Ray, when you've met everyone for the first week and you're like, all right, you know, I've been playing Japan, you know. I don't know half these literally guys. Literally the playmaker as well. Like, you're going to you're gonna look so much more worse playing in a back line where you haven't even – you met – yeah, as you said, you met the bloke like two days ago inside <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. Or when Isaac finds a lot, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I played against you, you played- in Shoot Shield 10 years ago, yeah. You play for the force? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this when I started. <laughs> 48 to 72 hours. Um, anyway, um, 
Yeah. Um, any kind of anyone else sticks out to you? I mean, actually, so Josh Kemney, who we didn't mention, so that kind of meme thing that Eddie's doing where you can play back row and as a winger, that rugby league hard on he's got. A, I guess that's our back row. We were talking about back row options before and didn't even mention them. Um, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those weird ones where I thought Eddie was going to bring back one or two people that he dropped, but I thought it was going to be like a Reese Hodge or a Tom Wright or a Pete Samu. I, again, Josh Kemney being brought back. I don't think he got a good, I, I don't think he got a good enough shot on it. On debut. I think he came in like 10 minutes ago in a pretty, pretty shit situation to try and make a difference. So I'd be interested to see what he does in terms of being able to change, change the game and potentially getting a, I know a couple of shots off the bench, but yeah, it's, it's one of those ones. Josh Kemeny always felt was someone you select if you have, if you're willing to pick an out and out 10. That can, so you have like an out and out 10, then maybe a center, and you have Kemeny as like a, a back row wing. But there's no, there's literally no possibility of picking a specialist 10 on the bench unless Ben Donaldson starts. So it kind of feels like, I don't know, I don't know unless you're picking two centers on the bench. Why? Why do you then need a utility that can be a forward and a back? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a bit of a, it's, it's an interesting one. Again, he's kind of in that Max Jorgensen or Jorgensen, as we should say, kind of bucket. Um, it's it's such an outfield pick, but it's that kind of you know, like it's at the start of uh, building a new system, a new process. That's you'd start building, you know, picking those guys. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, instead of you have that that. A bench split where you go well i don't really have that bench split i have three props i have four or you know three props two utilities and two bucks or whatever and those utilities being josh kemeny who can play both or peach who can play both um uh, but yeah super weird um super weird but you mentioned three people you got dropped then um tom wright samu and uh i forget the other bit but um research Retouch, yeah, let's talk about that. I don't know if this is another play, too. You mentioned before he's actually got to pick the proper squad officially uh, by the 28th. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. What do you – I thought – why pick Donaldson when Hodge is around? Or... Apparently, apparently Donaldson's an amazing trainer. <laughs> yeah. like he, he's, Eddie singled him out for praise before the Bledisloe Cup. Um it's it, apparently yeah he's just one of those players that really lists that situation <laughs> which is which again i don't know i don't know some it, of our it, best players some of our best players in terms of sport wise we're, we're terrible trainers but just got out on a park and just had blinders so the, the old uh, nonu complex yeah exactly played amazing that. for the all blacks never really tore it up super I wasn't going to go that far. I was going to say just in terms of training-wise, but that's your, that's your hot <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway, let's talk about it. So he's an amazing trainer, but what about the other three? Is Reese Hodge not an amazing trainer? I, I've got no idea. Um, I, bet, I would have thought in terms of versatility, if you're looking to, like I said, if you're looking to pick utilities and you want to go out and have a, like a utility section, Reese Hodge literally made a nickname of Mr. Utility, a thing. Mm. He plays, plays everywhere. So you would have thought he'd be a, a perfect kind of choice for that. Yeah, or um, especially if you not if you drop in Quaid, have Reese Hodge, who's also got the massive boot. Mm, no, which yeah. which makes you think. Like even Ryan Lonigan as well has a massive boot off the bench. So you kind of wonder if you're if you're setting up for goal fifty meters out, who's taking it? 
Like Carter's Carter's got a boot, but not that not that kind of big. Yeah, and his Raiders not that on. Um so right. And Samu. Samu and uh, where's he gone? Feels like yeah, it's he's kind of and maybe this could be Casey Hodge as well. As soon as he signed it was signed away to French rugby, Eddie's got no nah, I'm building for the future. I'm gonna try if I'm going to go for my versatile players, I'm going to go for the younger guys who, who you know, are staying here in Australian rugby. But it's a real shame because, again, Pete Samu, what, 12 months ago was our best player in um, that Bledisloe game at um, Marvel Stadium. Like mm-hmm. He's able to fill in so many positions, can probably fill in in the centres if needed as well at a, at a pinch. He's got that versatility. So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, has that experience on a big stage. Has a winning experience before, whether it was with the Crusaders or the Brums. Like, it's a, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, but he must have, he must have just fallen out of favour with Eddie and Eddie's gone with the youth. Yeah, um, crazy. I mean, Tom Wright, it's sad why he got, we know why he got dropped. It's sad that he got dropped because he was playing pretty well. It's just, I guess his concentration was down. You know, if you're thinking like, you know, FIFA or something. His concentration is probably a one out of twenty, but uh, yeah, that, that that's sad. Um, it's just uh, like one of those players that just got his chance, but just was just two rocks and diamonds for what Eddie wanted in a fullback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, also you got Callaway there. Um, I, I wonder what I wonder what Tom Banks is thinking as well. Um, you know, yeah, he had that position signed up. Uh, anyway, other other kind of names: uh, Rodder and Caden uh, Neville. I mean, Caden Neville's quite old. Um, yeah, and, and Rod has done his foot again, so that kind of... Oh, okay. Um, so, but, so Ikatau. So, people are talking a lot about Ikatau getting dropped, but you said he, he's done his scapula. So, he broke his scapula in that Argentina test. And so, uh, his scapula is your thing in your shoulder, right? The back of your shoulder? Yeah. So, and what's that the, kind of injury like? Um, it's a generally a six to eight weaker. So, it would have had him like on the verge of selection. But it's probably racing the clock for the first game, so feels like he's gone. Um, Eddie's gone for the exact same kind of treatment of Super, in the sense of I don't want this to be this distraction for my team. I'm gonna just pick. I'm gonna pick people who I know I'm gonna be fit for the first team and go from there. Yeah, it's a shame because yeah. again, he could tell twelve. You know, he could tell literally two months ago would have been one of my first. Ch- First choices for the Wallabies. It's yeah, just so consistent. I think Ikatao falls into the bracket of if he wasn't Australian, everyone would be raving about him. Yeah, but in Australia we expect excellence. <laughs> well, we, we expect we expect the flashy, you know, run over three players and you know then draw the fullback type player. Yeah, that that Toddy Kefu try against the All Blacks in two thousand and one. We expect that every fucking run. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not good enough. Not good enough. Um, uh, Pasami, he's injured. I think he's still coming back from injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other one, other one is uh, actually we haven't even mentioned it all for a couple of weeks now. Is Harry Wilson, um, but he's just fallen out of favour. Oh, and, and Swain. Yeah, Darcy. I think Darcy's another one who's just kind of fallen out a bit of favour. Likewise with Harry Wilson. Yeah. So guys, that will probably I think will fall into the go over to Australia. Eh? Because so Australia playing Portugal the day before the Wallabies play France, so they'll probably go right, to right. they'll go to um, Australia, maybe make a statement there and stick on for the Barbarians too. So 
Like they'll still be playing quality rugby and be there if needed, but just guys that just found themselves down the pecking order, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, bit of an alpha move though. Us Australia are playing Portugal and going to play them later. Um, just a perfect. Just <laughs> what, a, what a message would it send? You, you end up beating Portugal. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I, I, well, I, did you watch the Squidge video on Portugal? I, I only watched bits of it. I haven't watched the full thing. Oh, so he, at the start, he's got this clip of their fullback, and the ball's bouncing near him, and the ball, and he kind of the fullback runs past it, and it's like close to the line. And instead of like picking it up and passing it to his teammate, the fullback flicks his leg behind his back and like kicks it like a soccer trick to his teammate. (laughs) It's amazing. And this was in there when they beat USA to get into the World Cup. It's amazing. It's so bizarre, but again, that's that's a Portuguese player. (laughs) I love it. I love it. it's it's great it's great to see those kind of teams in. Um, I think so. Have we covered everything? Um, I'm not really sure. I was gonna say I think we're there. I think we've done pretty pretty good summation of everything. You know, it's what? still what? still all very raw and still sort of <laughs> getting over it. Yeah. So. Um. I, I mean, what are your kind of what what's your general takeaway? I guess to round this off, what's your general takeaway? My general takeaway is. And we've talked about it. I can kind of see what he's doing. There's a lot of youth in there. There's a lot of, hey, look, you know, you're too old. I'm going to try to build um, that team that sticks together and knows each other. Um, And I like big units uh, as well. Some of it might be that the younger guys are more kind of open to Eddie. You know, Eddie can shape him a bit more and they won't challenge him. Um, But, I mean... I look. I I think it's. I I'm kind of happy with it. I I don't think it's too crazy. I think probably a couple of stupid mistakes in there, but I like that he's rolling the dice to go back to that analogy. But what what are your thoughts? Yeah, it really feels like this is the first admission that this squad is going to be up for it in, in this World Cup. Um, I feel like he's done exactly what the French did in 2019 and build a squad that might. That you know mm. can contend with the, the big nations, but it's probably going to you know enter twenty twenty three as the favourites. Like it's, it generally feels like this is you know a new era is coming, so you may as well give him a shot now, give him that mm. experience. So by the time we get ho- back home in twenty seven, where we're firing and got a team that can actually compete with the rest of the world. So yeah, it's um, and I feel like yeah, it's a nod to the future, but. That nod to come with one warm up game for a World Cup and not at the start of the rugby championship. It's a it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out. <laughs> Was that Cotton or Carter? Carter Gordon put into one. <laughs> Cotton. Oh God, that's good. <laughs> the bold strategy, Carter. Yes, <laughs> love it. Uh, someone should make a meme of that immediately. Um, yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, I think that's a great point. I had a thought there, and I've lost it. Maybe come back. Come back to me. Come back to me, thought. Um, but it's I gone. think... <laughs> it's gone. Uh, but, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, look, it, it it wasn't kind of like... It's not Checker-esque when it's like, that person is not playing well. The only person that's not playing well is... Donaldson. 
Oh, and and Villanueva. And and who? Villanueva. Villanueva. Yeah. So there's two people, but in non-important positions, except for Donaldson. But you know, like when Checker was like, "Oh, you're picking the same dudes," or oh, that guy's really, really in form has gone, which was Fadi. Yeah, it's like there's there's set when you kind of break it down and get over the and not the usual, but get over the standard hysteria to say what's essentially a brand new squad to what ran out, you know, a month ago. There's there's a lot of sense behind it. Uh, so my thought was actually let's go back. Let's just quickly talk about this. Um, so there's been a bit of chat. Why didn't he play these guys? If he knew he was going to pick them, wasn't going to pick them. Um, I can kind of get part of that. That's part of that. You know, hey, look, I'll give you a chance. Um, take your chance, which I thought was Vinavalu, but is definitely Wright and Hodge um, and, a, and a couple others, and they didn't really take it. Um, what, what are your thoughts? I, I, I mean, and I guess who's going to play against France? Or who, who do you reckon is going to try against France? Do you reckon he's going to play Kemeny and Donaldson against France? I think you, uh, to answer your first question, I think you're right. I think it's one of those ones he had to figure out what do you he probably came in with a fresh idea of not knowing what this squad was um not having seen a lot of these players close up so i think the first four games was giving those older guys a chance or the more experienced guys a chance realized that all that's led him to is an zero and four start so he's just going to go all right i need a fresh i need to do something different um in terms of who he plays against france um i think donaldson has to i think realistically if you're relying on him to be second playmaker, he's got to play. Won't that, Quaid won't be there. No, Quaid, yeah, Quaid won't be there. So you might as well give him the start. Just say, uh, or give him significant minutes off the bench just to give him some yep. confidence. Yeah. Um, and yeah, give give Kemeny a chance. Maybe give Fines a chance off the bench. You know, have something that's maybe close to a fifth, um, starting 15, but those guys who are still dealing with injuries like Isamu Karevis might just not feature so yeah it's one of those ones i think you need a good mix of youth and experience to really settle the team and maybe get some kind of momentum out of this french game yeah i i think i would play for example i'd play white and carter and take carter off 50 and throw donaldson on i'd do something like that you know um play uh again yeah just give people a chance yeah that's that's what i reckon is the is this is the opportunity to do so yeah, yeah. Crazy. Um, all right, okay, so I think we've covered everything. Um, unless Nathan, you got any more? Um, no, I think that's it. I think we, we've gone through pretty well. Um, yeah, it's one of those squads which, yeah, Eddie's always good at getting people talking, and this is no different. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, no, I love it too. I mean, it's your job, but I love it too. I think, um, yeah, especially now, uh, uh, in this age, you've got to get people talking. I mean, you know, look at the AFL. They get everyone talking about everything. You know, some guy stubs his toe when it's front page news. So I think this is great. Um, and I, like, I, I, yeah, like I said before, my, my confidence isn't down. Uh, but you, listener, tell us if your confidence is down. Tell us who you think they should pick and why that person is Tolu Latu. Um, but, but thanks, Nathan. Thanks for jumping on. I'm sure you're tired after a big day. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, probably catch you in about three or four weeks. I forgot when the French game is on, even though we talked about it last pod. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you soon. Yeah, I think that's a really silly question. 
You know, rugby's a game of 15 players on the, on the field. When we're attacking, we're attacking weak defenders. We're looking for weak defenders. Why would we run at the strongest defenders? So if Martin's there and, and sorry, what's your name? Nick, and Nick's there, we're not going to run to Martin, are we? <laughs> Guys, can you just send my best wishes to Warren and make sure he enjoys the third and fourth playoff? <laughs>